today because this is a topic that I think a lot of people <laughs> find either interesting or frustrating and we're going to be talking all about Instagram. I have made a point of not making this episode about how to grow your Instagram account because I am a firm believer that the number of followers you have doesn't matter and I'm going to get into that in a minute. The whole point of this episode is to help you to use Instagram to gain clients as a fashion photographer. And I say that because I believe that as fashion photographers, the goal behind every kind of marketing we do should be to try and get more clients. It shouldn't be to grow a social media account unless that's what you're doing. So we'll get into that in a second, in a second. But wanted to clarify, this is not an Instagram grow. <laughs> this is not an episode on how to grow your Instagram account. This is an inst- This is an episode on how to use Instagram to gain clients. So, a bit of background on me and Instagram. I I do I love Instagram. I've been using Instagram for a very long time probably since just after it launched actually I think my account stems back to like 2011 late 2011 um the first few years of Instagram I used it very much as just like a personal dumping ground for photos of me and my friends while I was at uni um stuff like that it was never business focused because to be honest in my late teens very early 20s I had no idea what business was (laughs) Um, And then I co-founded Atlas Magazine with Megan and I realised quite quickly that we needed to market the magazine and at first we put all our marketing efforts into Facebook because that was where marketing was happening at that time and by the time 2014 came around, Instagram was in its like boom, it was having its moment and I noticed that. So I decided to learn everything I could about Instagram and how to grow an account and how to use Instagram to promote a business. In this case, it was Atlas Magazine. We did pretty good. Um, We grew an account quite quickly. Um, I think now it's at 50,000 followers. So it's pretty big. I don't do it anymore. So I helped to grow the account. I think I grew it to like 35,000 and then Megan took over and has been in charge since then and she's doing an amazing job at that. So pretty big deal and I'm very proud of how far we took Atlas's Instagram account and how far it's still going. As far as my own profile, as I mentioned, I first started out using it purely for personal reasons. Then while I was focusing all my attention on Atlas, I literally dropped my personal account and not gonna lie I sometimes kick myself for doing that because if I had put as much effort into my Instagram account as I did to Atlas's I would have a huge account right now (laughs) but I didn't and that's fine and I'm gonna get on to that in a sec but 
so I, for two years I basically didn't use my personal account. I left it alone, didn't use it, it kind of died, and then I wanted to go back into photography, so I began to post on my account again. And my I've been focus on, focusing on it now for two and a half years. Obviously we know that growth is slower than ever, but that's okay because follower number doesn't matter. <laughs> um, and the reason I say that is because when you look at big accounts, you often feel envy and you feel like they must be really successful. And that could be the case, but it also could not necessarily be the case at all. Um, as a fashion photographer, you cannot serve 50,000 people with your work. You don't have enough time, you don't have enough hours in the day, you don't have enough energy, you don't have enough creative capacity. So when you look at it that way and you work out how many people you can actually serve, follow account becomes a little bit less important. I'm not going to say it's irrelevant completely because it does add an element of social proof. Of course, you know, the higher the number in theory, the more trustworthy you are, the more engaging you are, the more inspiring your imagery is. So I don't knock it entirely. I don't think that it needs to have the focus that it has on it though. So I hope that helps you and frees you up a little bit and takes the pressure off you to grow your account the way you might think you need to. I currently have about 6,500 followers at the time of recording this and to some people that might sound like a huge number and to others it might sound like not very many at all. Of course to me it doesn't sound like much because it's my account and I always want it to be bigger because I am human and I still get jealousy around numbers, like let's just be real. So yeah, that's where I'm at right now. but. I have a very successful business, despite the fact that I haven't got 100,000 followers, 50,000 followers, 10,000 followers. I don't have the swipe up function, which really annoys me, but I do have a very, very good business. And the way you use Instagram as a fashion photographer to gain clients is by focusing on providing value. And that, if you don't take away anything else from this episode but that is that you want to always be going back to providing value. Okay, so let's jump into more detail here. So the first thing I want you to think about is what is the goal for your account? Before you do anything, before you post any more images, before you make any more Instagram stories, before you do anything else, take a step back and think about what the goal is. Hopefully you already have an idea. But, you know, it could be things like you want to book more clients. Maybe you want to connect with more uh, more photographers, other fashion photographers. Maybe you kind of really crave community. Maybe you want to share more behind the scenes of your business and your day-to-day -day work and your shoots. Whatever the goal is, write it down somewhere and make it easy for you to access that goal. Because I feel like when you write it down, it makes it real and it kind of ingrains it in your head. So to give you some ideas, the goals for my account are to attract potential clients by sharing the work that I do. 
I also write engaging captions and share engaging Instagram stories, which show off my personality, show off the knowledge I have about photography, and hopefully also show my professionalism. I also have another goal, which is to attract fellow fashion photographers who want to learn more about building a successful fashion photography business. So whenever I come to post on Instagram, I go back to those goals and I look at them and I think to myself, does this suit my goals? Before I post anything, does this suit my goals? If the answer is no, I won't post that thing. I will go back to the drawing board, rethink things and go back to posting later. Okay. The second most important thing, and this is kind of the basis of all marketing, is to know who your ideal client is slash your target customer. Um, I use those two terms because I know some people relate to things in different ways. So I use the term target client quite often or dream client. Basically, who do you want to work with? Um, Before you can market yourself really effectively, you need to have a very good idea of who it is you're trying to speak to. And from experience myself and from the experience of helping other photographers, I know that there are a lot of photographers out there who feel like they need to appeal to everyone. They offer every kind of photography under the sun. And I get it, like surely that would make sense. Rather than being really specific and singling everyone else out, you appeal to everyone else because that makes you feel like you're going to have more earning potential. The reality is that when you stay broad like that, you are limiting the amount of money and income and creative work you will book. Let's break it down. So think of it this way. Let's say you hurt your knee you really hurt your knee and you need to go to the doctors. You need to have surgery, you need to have it fixed. Who do you go and see? Do you go and see your general practitioner, the doctor who you see when you have a cold or when you don't really know what's going on? Or do you go straight to the specialist, the knee specialist, the knee surgeon? You go to the specialist because he is the one who you can trust to fix it. He is the expert. He is the one who will know the most about knees, not your GP. I made this mistake myself, not by going to the GP about my knee, about like staying broad in my services. For years, I felt like if I offered fashion photography, portrait photography, family photography, event photography, pet photography, I would be successful because I was going to be appealing to loads of people, loads of people want to book me, I would have loads of opportunities to make money, and I wasn't narrowing myself down. I know now from experience and from countless books and countless times about listening to podcasts that if you narrow down, if you go niche, you will be successful in the street. And guess what? The more you share that, the more you'll become known as the photographer who is the incredible photographer of edgy streetwear. That's just how it works. 
The same goes for any other genre, you know, that is how you will become known at that thing. And when people go looking for a photographer and they go on your Instagram account and they see that you do edgy streetwear and that your account is nothing but amazing edgy, edgy streetwear images, they're gonna go, oh my god, this person is exactly what we're looking for. She has loads of experience, she knows exactly what she's doing. We wanna work with her because she is our specialist. So that's a really big point. The same, like I said earlier, you know how if you, if you like look at an image or look at a caption and think to yourself, would my target client like this image? Would it appeal to them? Would it speak to them in any way? If the answer is no, don't post it. If the answer is yes, go ahead, because you're winning. <laughs> okay, point number three is that you should only be sharing your best work. This is the same on your website, on your Facebook page, in your portfolio, no matter where you post, the work you post should be nothing but your best work. Instagram has become kind of like the first port of call for most people nowadays. I don't know about you, but when I discover someone, one of the first things I do is I go to their Instagram account. I don't first go to their website. Gone are the days where we used to just go straight to a website. We go to Instagram now. So with that in mind, you don't want to be sharing the work on your account that isn't 100% relevant or necessarily your strongest. So really curate your Instagram feed. Think about that ideal client and what they would want to see at all times. This is also really important if you're in a moment of like pivoting. If you have been, let's say, shooting weddings or loads of style shoots for the past two years and now you want to be shooting more commercial work or you want to be shooting more fashion editorial work, you really need to stop sharing the wedding photography even if you still have weddings booked or you're still shooting wedding photography. I regularly shoot stuff that isn't necessarily perfectly on brand or perfectly what I want to shoot in my future career but I often take on jobs that don't necessarily fit my portfolio perfectly because I need to pay bills and I guarantee you that every other photographer out there is also doing the same they're just not showing it to you so they're being strategic I'm being strategic I know that by sharing only the work that I love that's my best work and that I want to book more of I am increasing my chances of being booked for that work in future. So with that in mind, every time you go to post, just go and think to yourself, is this my best work? Is this going to help me book more clients? Is this going to help my dream client look at my Instagram page and go, yes, love her work, really interested to see more. I'm going to now go and see the website. Okay, I hope that makes sense. Um, my fourth point is a bit... <sighs> I'm unsure about now, I'm gonna mention it because it's still, I think, important to talk about. And that is the curation of your Instagram grid. I, for years, was a massive advocate of being really curative and really being on it with the order of your posts and how your Instagram grid looks. And I still think that's important to an extent. I don't necessarily think that you need everything to be really uniform, but I do think that when you hit, when you go onto your profile, it should be visually appealing from the get-go. It should look cohesive, it should look 
inviting, it should look attractive, because the reality is that you're a visual professional. When people go to your grid and if they see something a really like messy and a mishmash and really all over the place, it doesn't scream I'm a visual professional as much as it does if you go on a grid and it's really lovely and created, it all flows, it's smooth, there's nothing jumping out that's a little bit out of ordinary, that really works. This is also a key way to get people to actually hit follow. People are a lot, a lot more likely to follow accounts that when they get onto the profile of look attractive. When you think about it this way, when you use Instagram and you go to follow someone, you don't see a post and like a hashtag or that someone's recommended and follow off of that one image. You're going to go to the profile, see those first 9, 12, however many images it is on that grid and make a judgment very quickly as to whether you're interested in following or not. You might look through a few of the images in more detail, read a few captions, but if you hit that profile, see something you don't like or just immediately aren't captivated by it, you are a lot less likely to follow. The same goes with your ideal clients. You will not necessarily book clients. In fact, the like likelihood of you booking clients quickly is not likely. People are more likely to want to follow you along, kind of watch what you do, see how you work, engage with your personality before they go and hire you. So in that sense, you do want people to follow you, but you're not so worried about how many. You just want them to be the right people following you. I hope that makes sense. Okay, another point is about writing engaging and valuable and meaningful captions. And this is one thing that comes up a lot and people say to me, how do I beat the algorithm? How do I get my posts seen? No one is seeing my posts. Um, Instagram isn't showing them to my followers. And yes, there is an algorithm in play, but the reality is that it's not working against you in the way that you think it is. Instagram needs content. It needs people like you and me to make Instagram posts. If we all stopped posting to Instagram because we were upset about the algorithm or because we thought that Instagram just wasn't going to show it to anyone, so why would we bother? They'd be out of business. So they need us to show up. They need us to post things. They want us to post things. And to encourage us to post things, they are going to hopefully show it to more people. Now, how do you get people to see your posts? And the, the basics is it needs to be engaging. It needs to be something that people want to see. So you need to show up with exciting, engaging content, be that images or captions. One of the best ways to increase engagement is to get them to comment or like on your image. And the best way to get people to comment on your image, and commenting is the best way to boost your engagement, is to ask them a question or give them something to comment on. It's no good sharing an image and just writing, this image is, this is an image I shot last week, full stop. What's anyone going to say to that? They need something to reply to. They need something to talk about with you. So maybe you could tell a story about the image and why it was shot like that. Maybe you could ask them what they would like to know about the image. Things like that. Just try and think to yourself, in the caption, have I given some people a reason to reply to me? Have I given them something to say to me? Have I given them a reason to type that 
question box and start asking me questions or talking to me. If you haven't, think about how you can. I don't think that every post you do on Instagram needs to be like massively engaging. I have taken a massive step back myself in putting pressure on myself to have every post be mega engaging because let's be honest, I am focusing on building my business. I'm not focusing on growing my following massively, but I do want my posts to be seen. So as a result, I need them to be engaging because that will help Instagram show off my posts to far more people. Okay, let's talk about Instagram stories because this is a massive, massive part of my business and I think I like Instagram stories more than I like any other part of Instagram because it's the most exciting part of the app. It is where everyone is hanging out. It is where everyone goes first. Like, let's think about when you open up Instagram. The first thing you do is most likely not scroll. Some people do and if you do, you're unusual. you are far one of the few because most people nowadays will go to their Instagram app and the first thing they'll do is see who has recently posted to stories and then they'll click and watch stories and the thing with stories is it's so easy to like get carried away and and engrossed in them but that can work to your advantage so you need to know what your potential clients like to see so for example it could be something as simple as like how you edit your images Uh, before and afters of your images. Um, You could take them on a little look through your camera bag. You could show them around your home studio. You could hold your, ask someone to hold your phone for you and show that and make them show you shooting because people really love to see the behind the scenes of life. What you think is boring is really not boring at all. (laughs) I promise we're all really nosy. We all want to see what you're doing. Um, The other really important thing about stories and I know it's really hard for a lot of people and they feel uncomfortable, but it is one of the quickest ways to build rapport and community with your followers. Showing up on stories personally, as in like holding the phone up and filming yourself talking is so good for your brand. I do it every day, pretty much. I have gotten very good at showing up and talking to the camera and being confident enough to do so. If you're scared of filming yourself and talking, if you feel silly, start really small. Maybe um, just quickly say hello, that you're doing a shoot today and that you're excited to take people along and then the rest of the posts don't have to be you talking. But please try. I guarantee you the results will be good. I've forgotten one little point that I wanted to mention was that on your grid, I really don't think that you need to post just your fashion photography work. I think that it's a really good idea to post images of your like day-to-day life and especially photos of yourself. Um, Whenever people go to a website, the first thing they do is they go to the about page. And I don't know about you, but whenever I go to an about page and I don't see photos of the person, I get frustrated because I want to know what they look like. Everyone wants to be able to put a face to a business and I am a big advocate of sharing photos of yourself on your grid so that potential clients can see what you look like. Because guess what? When they can see what you look like, 
They can relate to you more, they can engage with you more, they can like you more, and they can trust you more. And that is what you want. You want people to be able to look at you and think, oh, cool, I know what she looks like. She's a real person. I can like imagine her when I email her, or when she emails me, I can see her in my head. So that is a really big point, and I hope that you take that on because uh, it will change your business, I promise. Okay, off on that tangent, I'm gonna go back to where we were. Instagram is like a two-way street. You need to be engaging on Instagram. I know that it's, I've seen a lot of people who go on Instagram, share something and then put the app down and, and then go back hours later and when they look at their phone, they've had no comments and they get frustrated. It's a very reciprocal place. You need to go and engage with other people's work if you want them to engage with yours. So there are a few, way, a few ways you can engage with people very simply. You can look through hashtags and find people who are related to your business. They might be people you want to work with in future. They might be people that you know have similar customers to you and you kind of want to get shown up in their customers' feeds as potential like maybe followers. So begin commenting, begin liking, begin being present on the app and you'll notice a big difference because when someone com- when you comment on someone's image, they're far more likely to go and look at your posts and your Instagram account and also comment back. Another big one is that I recommend you follow all the accounts that you want to work with and begin commenting with their accounts because guess what? There's a person behind their account and guess who that person is? It's probably the person who is in charge of the marketing or is in- as part of the marketing and social media teams. So... When you comment on the pages of the brands you want to work with, your name is showing up. And that means that when you go to introduce yourself through a pitch or through a meeting, they already know your name and they can kind of go to your, they can kind of imagine you as a nice person because you've posted. And do the same with stories. Sending in a DM is a really intimate and quick way to build like a private conversation with people. And it's a great way to get contact details from brands if you want to like start that conversation, maybe find out what their email is for the marketing team or that person specifically. It's a really good way to do that. So don't be shy to send DMs. I do it all the time and it works really well. Okay, I'm going to say one word of warning here. And that is that when a lot of photographers use Instagram, they can often fall into the trap of attracting other photographers to their accounts. It's normal and you will definitely have other photographers following you because we all like to stay inspired and we all like to connect with each other and there's a strong sense of community when we work with other, when we see the work of other photographers and we comment on each other. But keep in mind that, keep in mind your goal, like I mentioned at the start of the episode. If your goal is of your Instagram account is to target clients for your work, you should not be targeting your peers. You should not be spending all your time talking to other photographers. My business is slightly different in that I am also working with photographers. So a lot of my Instagram account, in fact, the majority of what I do on Instagram is attracting other photographers. But if it is not your goal, if you do not want to teach other photographers, if you do not want to work with photographers specifically, do not target them. 
Don't share stuff that will just appeal to photographers. Share things, share content, share images, share captions that will attract your ideal client. Please keep that in mind when you go to post. It's a really simple and easy trap to fall into and I've seen people do it all the time. So yeah, little tidbit. Um, The last thing I'll say is that social media should not be your only marketing avenue. In fact, it probably should be one of the less important ones. If you want to market yourself effectively, you need to be pitching yourself. That is the key. You need to be marketing. You need to be getting in front of the people you want to work with. You need to stop waiting for them to come to you because the reality is they will not come to you. I have a free five-part course all delivered to your emails all about how to pitch yourself effectively. If you would like to sign up for that, it's entirely free. Head to www.oliviabossert.com slash free dash pitching dash course. I'm going to add the link in the show notes so you can literally scroll down on your app and click and sign up with one button. Five free emails. It walks you through the whole step-by-step process of how I pitch myself and I teach you how to do that. And that is how I get the majority of my work these days. Some of it comes through Instagram, but very rarely. It's mostly through pitching myself. Okay, that is a lot of information. I'm gonna leave you there. Thank you so much for listening. I hope that that has been helpful and interesting and I'm sorry if I kind of went a little bit all over the place and rambled, but it's a big topic and I didn't want to go on for hours and hours. If you have any questions about using Instagram, please let me know. You can come and find me over on Instagram, lol, (laughs) at www.instagram.com slash Olivia Bossett or at Olivia Bossett. If you type that name into your Instagram search app, you will find me and you will be able to see how I use Instagram to attract my clients. So yeah, thank you so much for listening and see you next time.